Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning in to this powerful message by David Entry at Caris Phase 2, our Christ-centered youth services. You can never find Christ outside of the open word of God. May Jesus Christ reveal himself to you as you listen. The New Testament church is a church within which God works. So in Mark chapter 16, verse 20, they went everywhere preaching. God, that's already allowed, let's go. That's really allowed. One more time, loud. Amen. So they went everywhere preaching. They went preaching everywhere. The Lord working with them. The Lord what? With them. So actually, God works when people preach. God working with them, confirming the word. So he confirms the word that has been preached. How? Through accompanying signs. Now that is very interesting. Accompanying signs. In other words, the signs accompanied something. And I want you to know the signs, all right, let me put it this way. Signs were not um, Stand alone. No. The working of signs were to accompany. So the signs, so long as the work of God is concerned, are companions of something. So you have to find out what signs work with in order to do that thing. Then the signs can accompany and from the context, you realize that the signs accompanied the preaching. So that is the way God confirmed his word. He confirmed his word with signs accompanying all through. So God working with them. And how was God working with them? The way he was working with them was by confirming what they were saying. And how was he confirming? Through the means of confirmation was through accompanying signs. So they preach and signs accompany the preaching. They preach and signs accompany. That is New Testament church. So when someone tells you that all those things have stopped, he's trying to say that God has stopped confirming his word. God works with preachers. And preachers who preach the word. He's not confirming the preacher's title. He does not confirm the preacher's importance. He confirms the, the word, his word, that, that, pre, that is in the mouth of the preacher. So in the mouth of the preacher, no, the other way around. So, they went everywhere preaching. Thank you, Jesus. 
God accompanying his word. The New Testament church was a God-confirming word-preached church. They preached the word and God confirmed it. They went everywhere preaching. God was confirming his word with signs and wonders accompanying. So they went everywhere preaching and God was confirming his word. So the New Testament church was not aliens to science. It was birthed. The New Testament church was birthed by a Messiah who is a science and wonders working Messiah. So in Acts chapter 2, verse 22, it said, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, a man attested attested by God. How did he attest him? God attested him by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did. God is a miracle-working God. God did through him, not somewhere far, in the very midst of the people. A man attested by God, human being. Does Jesus Christ, in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing or who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Jesus Christ said in Acts, Matthew chapter 10, or Luke chapter 10, he said, he called 72 and he sent them out and he told them into everywhere you go and this sign, the Lord appointed 72 others also and sent them out two by two before him and every city and place where he himself was about to go and look at what he told them. Verse two, he said, and he said to them, the harvest is great, the laborers are few, therefore pray the Lord. Verse three, Go your way. Behold, I send you as lamb amongst you. Verse, uh, verse, let's go to verse 5. And then he said, but every house you enter, first say peace be upon the house. Let's go to verse 7. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things that are given you for the laborers. Yes. He, before he told them, behold, he said, go, eat what they give you and heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Say, heal the sick there and say to them, when the kingdom of God comes, we see it in the manifestation of power. And in Matthew, Matthew chapter 10, he said, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. That's when he was sending them to go and do the work. He sent them and he says that do these things. When you go, heal the sick. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15, he says that, and these signs shall follow well, those who believe in my name. He said, those, these signs shall follow those who believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up, pick up serpents. And if, don't win, if they drink anything deadly, it will not be, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they, they will recover. 
This is just basic in the gospel work. So, in Romans chapter 1, verse 11, 12, and 13, he said, I desire, he said, I desire, Romans, Romans chapter 1, verse 11, for I long to see you that I might impact, oh, oh, no, 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 all this is, all this is human worship. Idol worship, you are, you are idolizing the, the, the man of God. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. But unto every one of us, grace is given according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Grace is given. The kind of grace that you receive in your life for functioning, not for salvation. Don't confuse it when they say the grace of Jesus Christ. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, is not the grace of a pastor. But we are talking about saving grace. Saving grace, it's, it's given by when you hear preaching and you want to be, it's given. But functioning grace has a lot to do with the impartation you have received and the association you have found yourself in. Functioning grace. If you are born again, it takes grace to be born again. But you need functioning grace to be able to be mighty in the work of God. And functioning grace comes via association and impartation. Who you associate with will determine how God can use you. Check history. People who God has used have always associated directly or indirectly with some anointed people. Always. And Anyone God is, is using mightily always has an anointed vessel he honors and respects and celebrates and for that matter, sows into their life and taps grace. You will see it written, tapping grace in the Bible, but it's common sense. Can we say tapping? It's just common sense. It's an expression. You are connecting yourself to something, receiving a certain level of impartation. Why did Paul say, I desire to see you that I might impart? A human being said, I, that I may impact some spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts coming from you. Disconnect yourself from Paul and you will not get that spiritual gift. It's as black and white as you can see it. But, oh, this, is just, this, is, this is just God. It's between me and God. It's between me and God. You don't understand how God works. You are a blind person looking for a mirror to buy. I desire to see you. I desire to see you for one singular purpose that I might impact. Impart what? Spiritual gift unto you. So that one translation said, to the end. Give me King James. Impact to the end, ye may be established. Watch this. Your establishment in the work of God and the things of God is at the mercy of who you have encountered. Who you have encountered. In another way of talking about who I encountered, what grace you are tapping in. Yes, I'm tapping in. What grace you are tapping in. When people begin to sin, they begin to, watch this, this very, it's always been like that with human beings. When people begin to sin and backslide, they begin to develop theology. They develop a theology around. So they begin to, sometimes the theology might be contrary or a rebellious theology to rebel against an, an established norm. In Acts chapter 8, the Bible says that, verse 15, 
When the apostles are Jerusalem, when they had, uh, verse, verse 14. Now, when the apostles that were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. Why? Verse 8. Or verse 5, rather. Verse 5. And Philip went down to Samaria and preached Christ to them. And Bible says that everybody, verse, the next verse, and multitudes with one accord were heeded to him, were here listening to him, gave him their, their attention, seeing miracles, seeing what? Miracles. miracles which he did. Miracles. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Seeing the miracles he did. And so they gave him audience. And Bible said, for demons were crying out with a loud voice. Coming out of people. Demon was coming out of those girls. Coming out of those, those guys. And then their ex-boyfriend said, hey. <laughs> their, their, their girlfriend said, hey, is this what is inside him? Then I've also got his son. And then we realized that, oh yes, there's a little one inside me. And the demons were vacated, going on vacation. Demons don't actually relocate. They go on vacation. They only relocate when you stay in church. So when you see some people who have been in church and were active and suddenly are talking negative, the demons have returned from vacation. <laughs> it's a sign. That's a, you can see that demons have returned from vacation. They, they, they went for vacation and they are now back. <laughs> so, when they heard that Samaria and so the demons were leaving, in the Bible, verse 8, there was great joy in the city. Simon the sorcerer also himself, the Bible said, himself believed. Wow! And followed Philip everywhere he went. So there was a great move by one man going down to Samaria and preaching Christ. One man. One man went and preached what? Christ. Preach what? I can't hear you. Preach what? He went to preach Christ. Paul told Timothy, 2 Timothy, preach the word. So it's the same as preach Christ. In chapter 19, verse 20, he went there and preached. And in, in, in Acts chapter 19, verse 20, the Bible says that the mighty, so greatly, the mighty word of the God, the word of God grew and prevailed, grew mightily and prevailed. It's the word of God. Yes. Samaria, do you know what happened to Samaria? He went down and preached Christ. Demons were, they were living. Simon himself believed. And then now, verse 14 says that when the apostles that were at Jerusalem, they heard that Samaria has received what? The word. What was he preaching? What did Samaria receive? The same thing. When they, re they heard that Samaria has received the word of God, they sent Peter and John. Why? What for? Miracles have happened by Stephen and by Philip. No, but there are certain impartations that require some se senior oil. Oh, yes. I will show you in the scriptures. And so they sent to them Peter and John. Verse 15 says, who when they had come, oh yes, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. And then when they laid hands on the people, the Holy Spirit came upon them. They received the Holy Spirit. Then Simon the sorcerer, Bible said himself believed. Alright, verse 9 and 10. Simon the sorcerer himself, he also believed and followed. And Simon himself also believed. Verse 13. And when he had been baptized, he continued with Philip. In other words, he followed Philip. 
and was amazed seeing the miracles and signs that were being done. Wow! So there is miracle and sign, but then the people now have received miracle and signs. They needed impartation. So now, Apostle Paul, Apostle Peter, and Apostle John needed to come there. And when they came there, they laid their hands on them that they might receive impartation. When Simon the sorcerer, who has seen the signs and wonders being done, when Simon the sorcerer realized that besides signs and wonders, there are some anointings that can give you an impartation from an ordinary man. He offered money. He said, give me this thing you have. Because I've seen Philip doing things, but this one is serious. He knew that if he had this, what Philip is doing, he can raise more people to do it. So he says that, give me this thing so that upon whom I also lay hands, they receive the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he has seen how impartation, he's seen miracles, but besides miracles, there's another level, impartation. Say impartation. In Acts chapter 9, there was a young lady, very good woman from verse 36. Her name was Dorcas. Dorcas. Someone say Dorcas. Say Dorcas. At Joppa, there was a certain disciple named Tabitha, which is by translate, which is translated Dorcas. Tabitha. This woman was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. That's very interesting. Charitable deeds, which she did. <laughs> and the same was sick but it happened in those days that she was she became sick and died Woo! when they had washed her when they had washed her they laid her in the upper room and then washed her since Lida was near Joppa the disciples heard and the disciples heard that Peter was there Peter was there they sent two men to him imploring him to not delay but count, come, she will come down but uh, not to the incoming to them. Look at the next verse. Then Peter rose and went with them. When he had come in, they brought him to the upper room and all the widows stood by him weeping, showing tunics and garments which Dorcas had made while she was with them. When you are not around, what shall we use to remember you? In the church. What shall we use to? There are, there are times that your record and your impact alone will make us say that no, you can't go. That's why they said no, doctors cannot die. No, 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 no. Let's let someone's let's solicit for a, a higher anointing. So they say Peter is there. But why about the disciples who were there? Why didn't they pray for it? No, this one requires a senior anointing. A higher grace. Higher grace. Someone say higher grace. higher grace. Say higher grace. Higher grace. I see higher grace coming up on someone. They said, let's, let's send for higher grace. So they sent for Peter, who when he came, they took him to the room where Dorcas was lying, that the, the, the dead body was lying. And then when he went there, he, he, uh, and then Peter put them all out. He said, everybody, get out. Enough of the crying. Get out. Excuse me, can you just get? <laughs> I'm sure Peter said, please, can you excuse me? He asked them to go out. And then when they went out, he knelt down and prayed. 
and turning to the body said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. When she saw Peter, she knew Peter. When she saw, she sat up. A dead body. A dead man. Dead. Now, the word, the, now, when you look at Acts chapter 20, verse 7, Paul was preaching all night. And there's a young man, Eutychus, who was sleeping when the pastor was preaching. Yes. Sleeping when the pastor was preaching. I don't know who I'm talking to. But this one died because he was sleeping when preaching was going on. Really? Eutychus, who was sinking into deep sleep. <laughs> he was overcome by sleep. So sleep was like a personality. It came on him and overcame him. Yeah. Is it not interesting? When it's time for preaching, sleep overcomes you. Guy came and was sleeping when Peter uh, Paul was preaching. He was overcome by sleep. And Paul continued speaking, like the way Pastor David has been doing. Continued speaking. He fell from the third story and he was taken up dead. Oh, sleeping. When Paul was preaching, it was the one who was sleeping who died. But why did I bring you this scripture? Paul went downstairs. He went down and fell on him, embracing the dead body. Praise him and said, do not be troubled. Uh, do not trouble yourself, for his life is in him. And he went out and continued preaching. That's, that's an, an, another level of impartation. The, the, guy, the, the guy died. He went down and then embraced him. And he left him lying there. He said, let's go and continue preaching. What? Don't worry, his life is back in him. So, why is it that when Dorcas died, they didn't embrace him? Hey. But they sent for Peter. Because anointing has levels. They didn't need Peter. Paul was there. Paul was a senior anointing. He was there. They didn't need Peter. Stephen, um, Philip was working so much miracles. Why didn't he lay hands on the people to be, receive the Holy The kind of impartation that was going on, going to happen, and required John. And it required, it, it, it required John and Peter to come down. He said, don't neglect the gift of God that was in you through the laying on of my hands. Oh, that's impartation now. Somebody laid his hands on you and you received the gift of God. Really? Tell those people who don't understand scripture to open their eyes. And if they can open their spirit, their eyes will be open to see that it's all littered in scripture. So it's important to understand that God, two things that happen, that happen in an atmosphere like this. Number one, miracles. Number two, impartation. Which of them do you want? Everything. Thank you for choosing to listen to this message by David Entry. We hope you were blessed by it. You can connect with David Entry on all relevant social media platforms, including TikTok and Threads. There's also many more messages to listen to from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms and on the Carish Church app. Be blessed.